0: with that this isn't it feeling at all, then you are in the right place today. Um, whether it is your first time or whether it's your first time in a long time or whether you have been coming and being with us for a long time as we kick off this brand new series as Chris has already said and if it is your first time then you've chosen a great week to be here because we are starting something brand new so we're all on the same page but my job today is very much to tee up a journey that we are going on over the next five weeks and it's a journey we really want to encourage you and inspire you to commit to so I hope that today as we begin this journey um, you will be inspired and provoked a little bit to want to continue, whether you keep watching online or whether you come in the building and stick with us on this journey. My name is Becky and I am a member of the staff team here at Andover Baptist Church, um, and I head up something that we call Next Steps, which we're going to talk about a little bit later on. But I want to tell you, a few years ago, I made a very significant decision in my life. I decided that I would never again go shopping for clothes in town on a physical high street ever again and here's the reason why i made this decision and you may resonate with this i would see other people wearing a new on-season item right and it would be everywhere the style of jeans or a puffer jacket or something and I would think to myself I'm going to go out and get me one of those and so I would go hit the town hit the shops and um, I would look for this item that I'd seen everybody else wearing and you know what I would discover the first shop I went into? nowhere to be found. Yeah, everybody out on the streets is wearing it, right? So I would try a different shop and I might find something that's kind of close to it and it looked like it on the rack and I'd go that's it. And I would take it to the changing room and I would put it on and I would look in the mirror and go now this isn't it. This is not what other people are wearing and so I'd try another shop and another shop and eventually I would either I would do one of two things. I would either quit and think it's impossible. They've all been bought. They've gone. Or I would take something home that was close to it, as close to it as I could get. And every time I wore it out, I would think to myself, this isn't it. This isn't it. <laughs> I don't know if you can resonate with that experience or another experience similar to it. But I think all of us have had this feeling in life at some point. Maybe it's a feeling we have right now. Maybe it's a feeling we've had in the past. Or maybe you're walking with somebody who's feeling this way at the moment. This, this isn't it. Maybe for you, it was in a career move that you made. You got a new job or a promotion, and you were thinking, this is it, this is the thing I've been waiting for, this is what I've been heading for, this is what my life has been building up towards. And you got into the job, and a few weeks in, you thought, actually, no, this this isn't it. And so maybe a few months down the line, you tried something new. Or maybe it was a relationship, and you thought, this is it, this is the one. And again, a few months, a few years down the line, you wound up thinking this isn't it. This isn't what I thought this would be. Maybe it was just the way that you spend your time. You had a hobby you loved or just a way of relaxing that brought you joy and you thought it was great and you thought it was the thing that was going to give your life a bit of extra oomph. And a few months down the line, you're just thinking, Nah, this isn't it. This isn't it. I'm bored. I'm going to try something else. And maybe your solution to that was to, to quit thinking that there wasn't it. Or maybe it was to just keep going with something that you kind of knew, well, It's not a great fit, but it'll do. Maybe that has been a journey that you have been on in faith. Maybe you came to faith at a certain experience, an event, or a church, and and you thought, yeah, this is it, and then you had to move for some reason, or you started going to a new church, and you thought, no, this isn't it, and so you tried a different church, and you tried a different thing to boost your faith back up again, and it just still isn't quite it. This is um, an experience that I have felt a lot in my twenties. You see, like you'll remember this if you're not in your twenties, or if you're in your twenties, you'll relate to this. Um, That wasn't supposed to be rude, by the way. Chris just laughed. It wasn't like you might remember your (laughs) twenties. You know, you you feel like all the way through your teenage years, you're being told to sort of like gear up for your future, right? And you're in the sort of preparation phase of your life. And then you arrive in your 20s. It's like, bam, this is your life. Welcome to your life. And I would just find myself thinking, hang on, this this isn't it. See, on the outside, I had the things that I'd been told I was supposed to be building up towards. right? I'd been to university and got a degree. I got married at 23. I could pay the rent. I had a job. These were the sorts of things, I had a lovely friends and a family that loved me. All the things that people tell you, that's it, that's life, that's what you should be going for. And I still find myself and found myself wrestling with this feeling of, I don't know if this is it. This isn't it. And even with a faith, I've had a faith for many years and I still had that feeling. And it left me with this question that I ended the video on. If this isn't it, well then what is what is? And I think this is a question that's worth asking and a question that maybe we have asked at some point in our lives. And we're certainly trying to ask in this series, if this isn't it, well, what is? And I don't think this is a question that discriminates between people who have a faith and people who don't have a faith. And by the way, if that's you at the moment, you're figuring out what you believe. You are so welcome. And I hope that this series is a really positive journey for you as well. I don't think this discriminates between people who have faith and people who don't. I know lots of Christians who feel this kind of, this isn't it, this isn't it feeling. And I also don't think this is a question that discriminates between ages. I've talked about it in my 20s, but I know people who have just retired, and they felt like, yeah, my life was sort of building up to this point, got myself a good pension package, got my freedom now, I don't have to work anymore, and they're just feeling, now this isn't it. This isn't what I thought life was building up towards. But the reason that I think this question is so worth asking is because I think if you have ever thought to yourself, this isn't it, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think you are feeling the fact that there is supposed to be something more to life, that something is telling you there's something more. There is something better. There is something out there. There is an it that you can discover. And that's the journey that this series is all about. Now, there's this interesting point in the life of Jesus um, where he's um, gathered a group of guys around him and they've begun to follow him. And they believe that his movement, his mission that he has begun, is building somewhere, it's going somewhere. And people who followed Jesus were very motivated and inspired by this idea that there's an it that we're aiming towards. This is going to build up to something big. And the thing that they were really expecting was that Jesus was going to overthrow the Roman occupation that was currently oppressing the Jewish people, that is, Jesus' people at that time. And they thought Jesus was building up towards something that would do something about this significant life issue in their lives. And so they had been following Jesus, hoping that something big was coming that would build up and change their situation. And um, we get to this point in the the story that John records. John uh, shared an account of Jesus based on his own personal eyewitness experience. And he told stories about the impact of Jesus and what he believed the significance of Jesus was. And he records for us this moment where it seems as if Jesus' movement is building up to the big finish. And Jesus has just let his guys know I am about to go away for a little while. And they're thinking, great, Jesus is about to get the plan started. He's going to do something to trigger the events that we are hoping will come. And he turns to them and he says, I'm about to go away for a while. And you know the way to where I'm going. And there's a silence. And then one of Jesus' followers, Thomas, pipes up and he says, Lord, we don't know where you are going. So how can we know the way? Like, tell us the destination, tell us where this is headed, what's the plan, what is this building up to, tell us what it is, and then we'll know the way. And Jesus turns back to Thomas and says something he is not expecting. Jesus says, I am the way, and the truth, and the life. Now, that is a huge astronomical claim, and really, it's a kind of a claim to be it, right? The way and the truth and the life. Is that not kind of the it that we are looking for? We want a way to know that we're headed somewhere. We want the truth. We want something real and something pure and something genuine. And we want the life, right? The life, the life that I'm supposed to have. It's like Jesus is claiming to be it. It's as if he is saying that it is a person, not a destination, that it is a person, that it is him, not a destination, not some point that they are trying to arrive at. Now, at this moment, let's be honest, you might be thinking, well, what a surprise, I came to church and they told me Jesus was it. (laughs) And uh, great, thank you, I could have worked out for myself that that's what Christians thought, Um, and it's not particularly enlightening, and there's a reason why I don't believe it for myself, or there's a reason why you know I've sort of felt like, That's probably a not good enough answer. I've met people who believe Jesus is it, and to be honest, their lives don't seem like it's kind of all it. Or maybe you are somebody who believes in Jesus, and you believe that Jesus is it, but you feel kind of guilty when somebody says that. Because for you, you've had faith for a long time, but you still have the feeling, this isn't it. You've believed in Jesus, but you still feel like there's something more to life. And I have been there, and I've been there a lot in my life. But here's the thing. When Jesus claimed to be it, he never intended for people to simply believe in him, believe he was it, and then crack on with their lives. He actually called people, invited people on a journey of joining their lives up with him. A journey of joining their whole lives up with him. And it is a journey, not a once and done, believe and crack on. A journey, something that we're invited into, a process that we are invited into. And Jesus actually had a plan for how this journey could go. He had a plan for how people could join their whole lives, all the areas of their life up with him and it's actually a practical plan it's like a plan we can actually see and make sense of and understand and commit to ourselves it's a plan that's really evident in all the four accounts of jesus's life there's four accounts of jesus's life that we have from matthew mark luke and john some of them eyewitnesses some who pulled from eyewitness statements Um, And in all of these four accounts of Jesus's life, we see really clearly Jesus has a plan for how people can get on the journey of joining their lives up with him. And it's also really evident in the whole of the New Testament. That's the part of the Bible that's written about Jesus. All the letters that followed up on the mission and the life of Jesus show us a plan to how we can join our lives up with him. So do you want to know the plan? Yeah, (laughs) let's find out what this plan was. So first, Jesus called people to repent. Now, that is a word that has been hijacked by street preachers and Bible bashers, but repent literally just means change your mind think again. Repent is about our mindsets. Jesus called people to take on a new mindset, to have their mindset transformed by his way, to rethink life as we know it, to rethink the things that we think when we put ourselves in the center of our lives and think, this is what life is about, this is my way, and this is how I'm going to see the world. And he called people to take on his mindset. Oh, it's gone. To take on his mindset to take on the mindset of God, to see the world, to see themselves as God sees. He called people to change your mind, think again, see things in a new way. That was the first area of life he addressed. And secondly, he called people to follow. He said, come and follow me. And that was about our habits He called people to leave behind the day-to-day rhythm and pattern and habits that we've all become accustomed to and to take up something new, to take up new habits, a new way of going about our day-to-day existence. And then he taught people to love. And this is about our relationships. He taught people how to love as God loves, not how to love as the world loves, not a kind of relationship where you just get what you give and forgiveness is withheld and mercy is withheld and grudges are held onto. But Jesus taught people how to have relationships the way God does relationships, where mercy and grace and forgiveness are a default position, where, uh, where love goes deep and love is true and love is Prevails. Jesus addressed people's relationships and he taught people how to love. And then finally, and most challenging of all, Jesus invited people to lay down their lives. And by this, he was addressing our priorities. Our priorities, that we, as a natural default, set ourselves and our people up as the priority in, here, in our lives. But Jesus called people to prioritize something above their lives, to prioritize God's way above themselves and to lay their own self-oriented life down in order to pursue God's way, a bigger and a better way. Make your priorities my priorities, Jesus called people to make your mindset my mindset, make your habits my habits, make your relationships like my relationships, and make your priorities my priorities. That was Jesus' plan for how to get people joining the whole of their lives up with him. And on this final one, I love the way that Jesus put it across, and this is recorded for us by Matthew, who was a follower of Jesus, walked around with him daily, um, and recorded an account of Jesus' life. And Matthew records this, that Jesus said, "Forever, for whoever wants to save their life will lose it. And we know this feeling, right, of trying to make our life work, of trying to get life on track for ourselves and make things go the way that we think they should go, but losing it, ending up feeling like this isn't it, this hasn't worked out, this isn't what I thought was promised. Jesus said, whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me, prioritizes my things over their things, will find it. It. They will find a life that is joined up with me. And Jesus said, what good will it be for someone to gain the whole world, to have made it, to have arrived, to have got everything that we thought and planned and prepared to get, yet forfeit their soul, yet lose themselves in the process, yet get to the end to have arrived and not be the person that they hoped they would be, to lose their soul. Now, we kind of, we know this intuitively and we give advice according to this, that Jesus was saying and Jesus knew that the journey worth committing to is becoming someone, not arriving somewhere. And we know this because we see this in others when somebody tells us that they've got their life on track and careers on track and finances are on track, but we see something in them that we think they have not become the person that they probably hoped they would be. And they are not the person that their family hoped they would be at this point, or their friends hoped they would be. That Jesus called people to a journey of becoming someone not arriving somewhere. And maybe this is sometimes where we have got mixed up in following Jesus, that we think following Jesus is about arriving somewhere, getting to the point where we've decided, I've become a Christian. And we've missed the fact that Jesus has, a, has someone that he wants us to become. And if you're a follower of Jesus, that someone is a someone whose life is joined up with Jesus. And if you're not a follower of Jesus, you probably still have a someone in mind that you hope to one day become, a someone you hope others see, a someone you hope your family has, a someone you hope your friends can spend time with. Whether you are a Jesus follower or not, this is a journey that is worth committing to, becoming someone, not arriving somewhere. And actually, at Andover Baptist Church, this is a journey that we are so passionate about. We are not here to just get people to arrive at the point where they say, yeah, I believe Jesus is it, and then crack on with their lives. We are here because we want to help individuals and people and families and children and young people and everybody to become someone, to become the someone that they are called to be, to become someone whose life is joined up with Jesus. Or if they're not there yet, if you're not there yet in thinking that Jesus is it, to become the someone that you want to become. And we know that that's a journey that everybody has to go on for themselves. We can't do that journey for anybody else, but it's a journey we are passionate and about equipping people to go on. And um, in line with how Jesus painted a plan for how we could join our lives up with him, we think there are four areas, four things that are worth giving attention to in the journey of joining ourselves up with Jesus or in the journey of becoming someone that we want to become. And it's the four areas that Jesus addressed in his ministry that is our relationships, our mindsets, our habits and our priorities, our relationships, the way we relate to one another, the way that we think about ourselves, about the world, about our place in it, our habits and our priorities. And that's where this series is going. That's the direction that we are headed in this series, Um, that we are going to spend the next few weeks, and we're committing together to a journey of pursuing these four things, real relationships real relationships not relationships that are just give and take and work for a while and then drop off real relationships relationships that make us feel this is it when i am with this person when i am relating to this person this friend this family member this person i am married to this community i feel this is it and new mindsets mindsets that put away the old, our old way of thinking and help us to take up something new, something that helps us see the world in a new way. That we want to help people pick up better habits, to put away the old habits, the apparently filthy habits of putting butter on your scone. And <laughs> we want to help people to... Uh, I just knew when you said that, Chris, I thought I've got to pick that up again later, because <laughs> it's so funny. Um, That we want to help people put away the habits that just keep our lives in the mundane and pick up better habits, habits that actually build us into who we are called to be. And that we want to help people make brave moves. And brave moves are the outcome of prioritizing something above yourself. Anybody who decides that my priority is bigger than me starts getting brave, right? They start doing things that other people look at and go, that is brave. There's a cost there. There is something that they're letting go of in order to pursue something bigger than themselves. That's the journey that we want to go on over the next few weeks. Next week, Chris is going to talk to us about real relationships. What does that mean? What does it look like to have a real relationship with God, to have a real relationship with others, and to live in love just as Jesus taught us to live in love? in love. We believe, I believe, I'm so passionate about the idea that this is a journey worth committing to, becoming someone. Becoming someone if you are a follower of Jesus, whose whole life is joined up with Jesus. Or if you're not a follower of Jesus, becoming someone who you want to become. And maybe Jesus might be a route for you to do that as well. We all know what it's like to do a little bit of this and to still feel like this isn't it. If you've been following Jesus for some time, maybe you got the call from Jesus to repent, to change your mind, and you started addressing some of your mindsets. You put one way of thinking behind and you took up a new way of thinking, but you still felt like this isn't it because your habits were the same, your relationships were still kind of okay, and your priorities were still on you. And we all know what it's like to take up some new habits. Okay, I'm going to start praying. I'm going to start reading my Bible. And my mindset is on God. But my relationships, they're still messy. They're still tricky. I'm still bearing a grudge. And my priorities, they're still on me. And we feel like this isn't it. And we all know what it's like, maybe, to uh, commit to loving the way that Jesus loved. And we start to be a bit kinder and a little bit nicer. But our priorities are still on ourselves. And we feel this isn't it. And finally, we might decide, well, I'm going to make God my priority in my life and his way my priority. And suddenly we've got all these things working in sync in our lives that we're on a journey of joining our lives up with Jesus. And again, it is a journey. We're not arriving somewhere. We are becoming someone whose whole life is joined up with Jesus. We hope that through this series, um, we're going to be able to go on that journey together. If Jesus is to to be believed, this, this is it. He is it. And anybody who gets on this journey of becoming joined up with him, becoming someone whose life is joined up with him, they're onto it. They found it. And that is what we want to go on together as a community. And I hope you'll stick around for this series and stick around for next week as we talk about what is a real relationship. What would that look like to pursue that in our lives? I'm going to pray for us and then the band will come and rejoin us. Heavenly Father, thank you um, that you did not just have a plan for us to kind of find you and then crack on with life but that your plan for us is that we would get on a route of journeying towards our whole lives being joined up with you, that you actually have a plan for what it is to be human, um, not just what it is to be a person who has faith, but who, for whom the rest of life is still a little bit drab. Um, and I pray for anybody in this room who's still figuring out what or who it is and whether or not you are it. I just pray that you'd help them on this journey as well. Um, help them to become someone that they want to be, who they can look in the mirror and be content that they are journeying in the right direction. I just pray for all of us that you'd help us to commit to this journey, to commit to becoming someone whose life is joined up with you. And through that, God, we pray that you would change us, that you would make us into people who change the world around us as well. In Jesus' name we ask, amen.